Hello, this is May. And this is May. And this is It's a okay. Kate. It's Kate drama. And the reason why it's called It's a Kate's Kate drama, it's because actually um, this is based um, on the first drama we watched together, which was It's Okay, That's Love. Um, which I'm sure we're going to discuss at some point, right, Faye? Because we love it. We do love it. And actually, it's what got me into K-drama. May had watched many K-dramas before I did, and she worked out how to get me on board. <laughs> yes, it was very sneaky. So I'd been watching K-drama for about a year probably and I was just feeling very lonely I felt like <laughs> there was no one really to keep me company in this in this K-drama journey um, and then I watched It's Okay That's Love and you know because Faye's a good friend of mine I just knew I just there was something about it I knew you should love it and I was from like the first 10 minutes which is insane but I was so on board I didn't understand anything that was happening <laughs> I didn't understand the names that people were calling anyone I didn't understand anything but I just knew I loved it and I was so on board and yeah I'm here today so <laughs> actually a very nice story about that is that instead of referring to them to the characters in the k-drama with their names she was like you know this one that one the protagonist the other one um if she just couldn't hack the names it was I couldn't get the names for yeah. I'm pretty good now I'm pretty yeah. good now. Yeah. much better <laughs> um, okay today we're going to discuss which is romance, romance. <laughs> Um, and uh, we're definitely going to do something about It's Okay That's Love and about a lot of other things, but this is really our first, our first run, so we thought we'd pick something which is nice and fresh. Something we just finished um, about a week ago. I finished it a few days before May. I had to hold in all my reactions. It was very difficult. I had so many things I wanted to discuss with her, but because we knew that we wanted to um, put it on a podcast, we tried to keep it all back. So I wrote a list. And um, here we are. Let's talk about it. Yeah, which actually brings me to um, a, a point, which is uh, it was very difficult for Faye to not speak to me for a week about this because we do have a very, <laughs> very, very strict no spoilers policy. Um, now, having said this, obviously, if you haven't watched um, which is romance, you should probably tune off now because it would be pretty difficult to discuss and dissect. But but do watch it because it's wonderful. It's a wonderful Nuna romance and it, it's wonderful. So do listen to it, watch it, and then come back and listen to us here. <laughs> Excellent. So now that we've done our spoiler alert, um, I think Faye and I are pretty much ready to start, right, Faye? Okay. So, All right. So uh, the reason why we picked Witch's Romance is because we we really wanted to do a Nuna romance and um, Faye has a slight, slight, slight um, crush on Park So June and when I say slight, 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 I mean she just will not stop mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> um, make that that I've just been watching everything that I could find starring Park So June since the last three months, I say. Yes, I haven't watched a non-Park So June um K-drama for a while now. <laughs> to, to the point that I'm, I'm actually a bit scared of suggesting watching something without Park Seo Hey, but I got you on board. <laughs> you, did, 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 you, you got me on board for this one. I'm still not a complete convert to the cause. Um, very much Lee Dong-wook fan club here. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it's just the way it is. But anyway... Um, so this is the introduction, as we said, it's a, it's a Nuna romance, um, it's, you know, it, it's got a very standard storyline and there's really nothing special about the premise, it's a younger guy who falls for an older woman, um, but there's something about it that I think just from the beginning, just from the get-go, was so right, I don't know what it is, maybe it's because the romance actually picked up pretty quickly, normally in K-dramas you have to suffer through three or four episodes before anything happens, whereas really by the, the end of the first episode, you really know where this is going, um, which was great. Um, 
but also uh, not great when it comes to Faye. Um, she did have a bit of a concern, which was that the romance would pick up too quickly and then they wouldn't have anything to say. I've been very badly burnt from Pretty Nina who buys me food, so let's not even go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't watch that. Or oh, I just want to say, um, I'm going to apologise for my pronunciation, but it stars Park Sejun as the protagonist, sorry, okay, main male lead, and Um Jung-hwa. Yeah. I'm sorry again about my um, pronunciation, but she's the female lead and marvellous with it. So Park Sejun plays a 14-year difference, age difference to the female lead. So 25-year-old guy. 25-year-old <laughs> guy to a 39-year-old girl. And he's beautiful with it, and he's wonderful, and he's, he's very believable in, in his age. He's very... Um, may you say how you felt about the way he looked at the world? Uh, yeah, it was very interesting because he was... He, by, by the time you, you finish the first couple of episodes, you realise he's actually gone through a lot in his life. And he's a very mature guy for many, for many reasons. But at the same time, he still has that sort of innocence and naivete which brings immaturity, if you will. So it, it, it's very interesting. He looks at the world in, in a very black and white way, the same way kids do. So, uh, you know, she brings up the fact that they have a massive um, age difference pretty early on in the show. <laughs> and his reaction is just very level and like, so what? Um, and obviously, so what? A child will tell you so what. There's absolutely, absolutely nothing wrong. But obviously, once we get to adulthood and what we get, once we get a bit more mature, like it's just wrong in our heads. It's wrong. So um, I found that very refreshing. That whilst having the maturity to deal with a 39-year-old woman, he still has enough of that innocence. It preserves enough of that innocence to understand that love is love, and it doesn't doesn't really matter how old they are. So she is older, and she's much more jaded, and so it takes her much more, much longer. Um, to believe in that love could um, actually help her that way. Obviously, she's also been through a lot, a lot in her life. So what happened with her is uh, she was stood up at her own wedding um, by this guy, Shihun Sanbei, or the polar bear. And he left. She never knew what had happened to him. And she it, this changed her personality totally. So she's been through a lot. She, her whole personality has changed. I guess the difference between her and Donghai is that although he was um, being very much affected by the fact that his girlfriend died, it didn't change his personality. He's a, such a good person, almost too good, but he's a good person, you know, um, volunteering in um, chil children's homes and, and, and trying to make um, their wishes come true and things. She's very jaded in her outlook in life, and he helps her with that. He sort of tries to, well, he tries until... Um, things happen, but he tries to give her back that um, wide, open-eyed um, wonderment at the world and how wonderful it can be. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think I I I'm on board with that. Actually, uh, Faye and I have already discussed this a little bit. Obviously, um, there is one thing that you said actually to me earlier today, which I didn't necessarily agree with, which is um, that once the polar bear comes back and once. Uh, she sort of gets a bit of closure there. She is able to become a better person, and 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 you found you found nothing wrong with that. Whereas I actually resented how how it worked um, how it worked out a little bit because I think that what defines her is that she's like a cold, ruthless person, um, and she's definitely like that in her professional life. But you like that. You liked the misty. You liked the cold. Okay, okay. Getting to the that, top. Sorry for mentioning it. <laughs> that was I'm cold for. This is another drama that you should never ever watch, Misty. Like, really, just do a favour to yourself. Never watch it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning it because you appreciate the tough, ruthless, um, single-mindedness. I um, do. Yeah. I do, and I think it's important. And I, I don't like 
the fact that you know just because you're in love like suddenly you're you know a better person i actually you know i i don't necessarily think that what uh, what uh, bandion does at the beginning which is stealing the bike from the orphans is is particularly you know particularly nice or particularly justifiable i thought it was so funny it's it funny <laughs> as it was but um i don't think it was particularly a good thing but it's not like just because she's met donka she's now a good person like i don't like uh the characterization that you know it's just because you don't have love in your life that you're not a good person sometimes you know people people just have bad impulses and banjion definitely is one of them <laughs> so um i i like i like it when they preserve a little yeah. bit of the original character's um personality i don't like it when you know love comes and completely changes i, I totally that yeah um mm-hmm. that you know So um this is a little bit uh, well I wouldn't call it an intro because we've been sort of hammering on for about 9 minutes now mm-hmm. but um this is just a little bit about the drama but I think like let's talk um a little more about topics here okay let's talk about the polar bear the guy who left her at the altar um 6 years ago no phone calls no nothing um she sent she got a message to say he didn't How did it go? He, he he sent her a message. Well, his assistant sent her a message saying that he would not be showing up for the wedding because he was busy photojournalizing something. Whereas really he was lying. Photojournalizing. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, really he was lying in a hospital bed, just yeah, being recovering from being shot at, generally ill and 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 unwell. Um, and and that's actually the first the first problem that we both had with the storyline, which is fair enough. He couldn't make it to his own wedding. because he was lying in a hospital bed but that doesn't really explain why for the remaining 6 years he doesn't get back in touch I, with her. I do like the way the drama totally accepts the fact that that is a problem and she said when she's um, crying to her mother and she goes so where was he you know that the year after that and the year yeah. after that so the drama's like waving at us and saying hi we know there's a huge plot hole here just take it and go with it it's okay <laughs> <laughs> they, they do sort of try to do a hatch up job at fixing it saying well she'd sent the rings back mm-hmm. so she was really angry with him and he didn't feel like he had the right which is fair enough but then why do you come back after 6 years like mm-hmm. you know yeah. What, what was it? Was. What brought him back? Yeah, well... Uh, I, what brought him back then? Jonga was doing so well. <laughs> it was so wonderful at their alumni meeting. And he just saved the whole day after that terrible blind date guy. We're actually getting to that in a second. Mm. But what brought him back, obviously, it's the god of K-drama. <laughs> <laughs> Because you cannot have conflict unless you bring him back. So and it was just all going too wonderful and too smoothly. Exactly. So, yeah, so we needed to bring back. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I, I like it that you brought this back. So like, let's let's talk about that scene because there was, I mean, for me that was, uh, don't get me wrong, it's not the first time I've seen you know particularly teary love declarations. The confession scene, in, in, and she thinks he might be saying it to save her um, shame in front of her friends because she said she was bringing her boyfriend. But it's a real confession. It's and, a real confession. Um, I don't know what it is. Like maybe maybe you could help me with this, Faye. But what is what is about it that just makes it so incredibly heartwarming and so believable? Like, is it just the chemistry? Is it just the acting? But you know, at that moment, like you really, really do see the depth of his feeling for her, and you actually see that she's not she's not completely uh, blind to that. She she actually sees that. So I don't know what what is it. What do you think it was? Well, it's partly his acting. He does have a very wonderful um <laughs> He does have a wonderful face for expressing emotion, especially like deep emotion. And I I think that was a marvelous scene. It was wonderful until we hear a voice saying the She doesn't like she cinnamon. She doesn't like cinnamon. <laughs> 
yeah. yeah, what is that? That, that? that is actually something that I really resent. Um, and I'm actually going to bring something up here, which I was going to bring up at the end, uh, maybe. But um, it's that, you know, his first sentence is quite telling. He says, like, she doesn't like cinnamon. And this is something that, well, actually not just K-drama, but dramas in general do very often. It's this idea that, you know, your first love or, you know, your your childhood love or whatever, it's the one that it's meant to be. And this is proved by the fact that he really knows her because he knows she doesn't like cinnamon, whereas mm-hmm. Donga doesn't know that she doesn't like cinnamon. And that, that suddenly takes such a deep importance. It's so important that he knows she doesn't like cinnamon. And, and I resent it a little bit because I think that, you know, that definitely affects the way we view life, which we always think that our first love is the best and that, you know, if our first love come, comes back, then it's meant to be. And this is really something that is fake and that is made out by the society that we live in, by the books and the songs and the movies that we watch. <laughs> Whereas really, you know, sometimes out with the old and, and onward in you, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's always the case. Sometimes, you know, actually reconnecting with childhood love can be can be very cathartic and very important. But then, you know, some other times, like here... I think it's more about the innocence. There's something very beautiful about innocence. And when two people love each other and they're both so innocent, they've never loved anyone before, there is a beauty to that. And I think K-drama likes to zero in on that. Yeah. Usually quite well. Yeah. We've but... had a few experiences when we thought that it wasn't well done at all. But Yeah. Well, in this case, I think... It's great because that innocence is sort of transposed onto the, the, the age difference. So you actually see that there is different types of innocence. And this new love, even though she's much more mature and she's you know, much more of a, of a woman who's had experiences, um, still allows her to live this as, as really, I wouldn't say the first love, but a new first love or a new type of first love. So That's so true. That's so true because he brings something so new to her way of relating to people. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, you know, she's 39. She's sort of like on her way to, to you know, getting old and everything. And she sort of thinks, you know, this is my life. This is me. This is who I am. And then, you know, here comes a person that is like, well, actually, until Polar Bear walked in. And then she forgets all of that. And then she thinks, actually, this was my path in life. And I really should just go back to that. That was my take on it, at least. I, 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 I understand that other people could look at it different ways. I was yelling at my screen, telling her not to go back to him. <laughs> I mean, obviously, going back to the God of K-drama, she, she had to go back to him because otherwise it would have had no conflict in this drama, would have ended by episode nine. Which comes to the biggest problem that I had with this drama, which was that she doesn't get to make the decision to walk out on Shihun Sanbei. She, he does. He realises that she's um, really got very strong feelings for Dong Ha and he, he tells her, you know, this isn't working and he walks out. And I was so disappointed with that because I wanted her to sort of come to the realisation herself that it wasn't working. I wanted her to come to the realisation that her relationship with Donga was so special and so... And it was... Unique. It was unique. It was so um, different to the relationship which she had with, with Sheehan. I really wanted her to come to it and her to uh, become a better person by making that decision on, on her own. Um, I thought it was a shame. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was so dis- I, I remember texting Maya saying, just wait till we get to the end of episode 13. You know, just wait, just wait, just wait. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, and this is, this is interesting because actually I didn't have a problem with that. And I mean, obviously, you know, we're different people and we've had different life experiences. But the way I saw this is that, you know, Banjian has had to really just make all of the tough decisions in her life for her career, for, you know, after being left at the altar. And, you know, she sort of had to develop this grit. And I think that something that 
often goes overlooked is that when you're sort of holding everything together and when you're really the complete master of your own destiny, there are some times where you're just having an off day and you really just want someone else to make the decision for you. And I think that this is part of the message. The message is she's, she's always been so in charge and she's always had has always been the one who makes the difficult decisions, etc. And now she just can't do it. And it's not that she can't do it because she's being lazy. She can't do it because she's tired. She can't do it because her heart has been messed around so much. You know, she's been left at the altar and then he comes back and he messes with her brain, which obviously would happen. Even if even if she was mad in love with, with Don Ka by then, like... Obviously, it would mess with the brain because someone who she'd been in a relationship for 10 years and considered marrying suddenly comes back. And she realizes that actually he's got a perfectly valid excuse for not having come back before. And at the same time, here you go. You have a 14-year-old guy. Sorry, a, 24, <laughs> a 25-year-old guy, a guy who's 14 years younger than her. And she's had from the beginning really this guilt about, you know, he's young and he's going to meet other people. And she really shouldn't hijack his life because she's old. So... I think that older, she, older, older, she's not older. <laughs> so I think that she really thinks she's doing the right decision and she, you know, she'll forget about him. It's just a blip in her radar and everything will settle. Um, and that's why she can't make the decision. And actually considering how, how much of a wet fish, um, polar bear was and just how much, <laughs> how pointless he was. I think it's actually quite nice that finally, you know, he sort of, you know, has the guts to do, to, to make the difficult decision and to be like, you know what, actually I broke this woman's heart all these years ago and now by it's walking out by and now he's going to fix things by walking out yeah that's but nice actually <laughs> it, it is but it's like it's, it's his chance to fix it and actually I think it, it, it gives him a lot of credit to, to be like she's never going to call it off she doesn't have the courage to do it mm. so I need to I need to be the one who has the courage for both of us now and do this so I actually it redeemed the character for me um, I mean don't get me wrong it's not like I'm going to suddenly fall in love with him and like <laughs> die of second lead syndrome uh, but let's not no go. we'll leave that for the other better yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not go as far as that um but i i think i think it was it was a nice closure so i think this is something that we disagree on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what else did we like before we go to the ending so the next topic is actually the bromance um, now, I, I mean, I'm sure that like most of uh, most of our listeners have, have definitely um, had enough uh, experience in K drama to know that the bromance can play a very very big part. And obviously, I'm alluding to the bromance to end all other bromances, <laughs> which is obviously Goblin. Goblin. I mean, you know, any chat about romance cannot about bromance cannot really start an, an, unless you've really spoken about the Grim Reaper and the Goblin, you know, sort of mm. sparring it off. And so this is not on that level. This is not on that level, but this is lovely. I really enjoyed watching it, especially from the second half, which is when I kind of took note of it. I didn't really see it that much in the first half. I think there was too much actual romance going on then. <laughs> but in the second half, was Donald going to move out? Was he not going to move out? And then with their secret um, relationships going on at the same time, it was it was lovely. It was really funny. So, you see, I actually disagree there when you say that you didn't see it so much at the beginning, because I did, and I actually... I saw it from the from really the first episode because the first episode is really when this bromance is introduced, right? So Dungaz moved in with Sochul, um, and Sochul is master of part time jobs. So he's been hired by Banjion's colleagues to basically embarrass her in, in front of everyone. And Dungaz goes and meets him at a, at a bar, and he hears the entire story, and he knows exactly what's going to happen. And now by then we already know that Dungaz is the good Samaritan, right? He's the one who plays with the orphans, and he's the one who chases a woman on a highway because she stood on the bike. So we already know he's the saint, and he's got this friend who, at face value, 
it's awful. He's a horrible person. He's about to to embarrass this woman. Spinach. <laughs> Spinach, exactly. But Dogat doesn't walk out on him. So it, it, it sort of makes it, it makes itself ask the question, if Dunga doesn't work hard on him, there must be more to this character. There must be something that makes Dunga want to be friend with this guy, even though at face value, he's awful. So I actually did see the makings of a great bromance mm. from the beginning. Mm. It might have taken a while to sort of go full steam, but once it did, boy, did it deliver. <laughs> Again, obviously, this is a comedy romance. This is not really a melodrama like Goblin was. So you're not going to get that sort of depth of, of mm. relationship and that depth of, you know, sort of communion of minds. Characterization that was so strong with Goblin. You're not going to get that here. You're not going to get it that It was here. nice. It but, was funny. Yeah, it, it's funny. And you see how, like, they're just completely different people, but they do completely have each other's back. Mm. And they don't judge each other. They don't judge each other for no. being different. They support each other very much. Yeah, he he, he didn't judge um, Dung at all for falling in love with someone who was 14 years older. He was not exactly supportive, but he was totally okay with it. He wasn't unsupportive. He was like, okay, so what, do you like her? He like, was like, I, this is my friend, and this is his choices, and that's yeah. it. Which um, is what you I think he even said, like, yeah, I get it. I also found her a bit attractive. So he totally gets it. I love it. that bit at the beginning when she dances in the evenings and they're like, oh, she's doing her music and doing her dancing. <laughs> I really wanted them to pick up on that near the end. And it was a shame they forgot about that because I thought that was funny and I liked that. Actually, that's something that K-dramas do a lot. They sort of give you a lot of good stuff and then they kind of like forget about it or prioritize other things. <laughs> I mean, I understand it has to happen, but it is, it, it is a bit sad. How did you like Sutril's romance? So the problem with Sutril's romance is not so much Sutril's romance. Like I like I like his attitude to romance. I just really disliked Unche. Like I mean, apart from the fact that she's sort of like this is supposed to be the second lead that is in love with Donga, but she's never really like musters up the courage to properly fight for him. And the fact that she was the girlfriend's sister was so not important. She did not have to be the girlfriend's sister. Exactly. Exactly. Like that, that played a part for about thirty yeah. seconds. But the reason why I, I didn't like her, I think, is the same reason why I like Banjian so much and why, and I, I can't believe I'm actually mentioning it out of my own volition, <laughs> I like, I like um, Goheran in, in Misty um, so much. And that is because Unche is really just a woman who's sort of drifting along in life, waiting for stuff to happen to her because she's a nice person. And I really resent that. Like, being a nice person is not enough. You know, sometimes you just kind of, you have to develop a little bit of grit. Um, she comes across to me as just very whiny, mm -hmm. uh, very unnecessarily so whiny, like, oh, like, I'm a nice, pretty girl, be nice to me and make everything go away. <laughs> I love their romance. <sighs> I love the way um, when Sutil tried um, to get together with her early on and she said she she, did, she wasn't interested. So he said, I'm your brother, I'm your oppa, I'll do everything, you know, and he totally makes out... Um, that, he, that he'll be there for her all the time and all the time he's waiting for her, he's waiting for her and he gets her at the end, you know, he was patient and she realised that she liked him and I thought that was sweet, organic and very true this happens, you know, I, I thought that was lovely, I enjoyed watching that happen I, know, I, I didn't mind that, like I actually <laughs> I, I actually, you know, give Sutrul all the credit for waiting in the weeds and, and you know, sort of waiting for the right time and for giving her time to realise, I just really didn't like her <laughs> I, I, I just disliked her from the get-go and it, it didn't really improve for me, uh, I'm sorry for just <laughs> didn't. What about the parents? Ah, uh, the parents. So I love the parents in this drama. I love her mother and I love his father. I could have wished, you know, we would have seen a bit more of his father. I think his father comes pretty late in the game. But at the same time, I really like the fact that 
at no point in the drama are the parents blockers for their romance. I mean, obviously, you know, the mother is, is being obsessive about her getting married and the father is being obsessive about him going back to school. But this is standard you expected of any parents, not just Korean parents, if you will. But it's very easy in Korean dramas to sort of fall into the trap of, like, the family disapproves. And in this case, the family would actually have a perfectly good reason to disapprove, which is a 14-year age gap when a guy hasn't even finished uni and, you know, this woman is sort of at the, at the peak of her career. So there actually would be a lot of reasons for the parents to just, you know, not, not agree with this entire thing. And I like how supportive they are of everything and how on board they are with the fact that they just realize that the kids love each other and that's it. With the mother, it's it's even more because the mother doesn't really know about the about the age difference until until quite late on in the game, and all along, like she just really likes him. She she really genuinely likes him. And had the polar bear not come back, she would have been a hundred percent on board with with him being his her daughter's uh, boyfriend. Um, but the father, the father is something else entirely. I, mm-hmm. I like so much that scene when he goes in the restaurant to meet them, and he has that one second where he, he flinches for a second and is like, oh my God, it's that woman, she's so much older. But he doesn't really let it transpire. And then he sits at a table with them and he doesn't, he doesn't do the, the classic Korean drama thing of like, oh, you know, you're not good enough for my son or he's not good enough for you. He's like, okay, like, how, how is this going to work practically? You know, he has to study. Are you going to be able to wait for him? He asks very practical questions, but in a very unobtrusive way. Um, and I really like that. This is how in my head a parent should be. <laughs> I did like the mother. I, I thought it was very clever the way the mother at the beginning. <clears throat> I'm sorry. At the at the beginning, um, we thought the mother was going to be a typical K-drama mother. She was going to be obstructive. And then, actually, she was actually really loving to Banchan. She was... Um, she really had her back. She was so supportive of her. And it was it was surprising because I, I wasn't expecting that after seeing the first couple of, of episodes. Um, she comes across slightly crazy at the beginning, what with going to the, the what's it called? The fortune teller. The fortune teller. <laughs> that came across crazy. But when you see it, it really came from a, pl- a place of trying to help her daughter. And it was beautiful. Their relationship really does develop. And they rely on each other. They love on each other. And her relationship with Donga was beautiful as well. You know, okay, there's some ups and downs, but that's natural. The way she was really tried to get to know him, I, I liked it very much. And I loved her. And I loved the way she called him Mr. Yoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I really like I really like her as a K-drama mother. I would even go as far as saying the best K-drama mother. Which actually brings me to something which we're going to discuss um, after we finish this recording. But we should definitely do... Uh, a podcast episode on K-drama mothers. <laughs> I think, or on K-drama parents, I think that, you know, there's definitely a lot to there's say. There's a lot to say. About the role of parents in K-dramas. But this one actually gets her romance, which isn't so so common. She got her own romance. Yeah, I actually wasn't such a big fan of that romance. I just found it a bit, like, boring. Yeah. Um, th- there was not much to she say about funny. it. funny. I liked it the way they tried to hide it from her. Yeah. And the friend, her friend, what's her name? Nare. Oh, she was lovely. And the way that everything, anything that happened, happened in her restaurant. It was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Donna got a job there. <laughs> everyone met everyone there. And, uh, yeah, no, that, I, I think this is one of the K-dramas where I felt that most of the side characters actually had something to say for themselves. They were not just instruments. Um, so it was very interesting. Like I, I, I think also this is why I found it so enjoyable. I think when I when I watch dramas, sometimes you do run the risk of getting so bored with the with the secondary storylines that you sort of fast forward through through the episodes. Whereas I, I very rarely wanted to do this here, with with a small exception of Unche, which I really found unsufferable. <laughs> um, in case I haven't mentioned it already fifteen times, I find her unsufferable. Um, but but that was okay. Was there anything else you disliked? For me, it was 
the chemistry in the last few episodes I felt was lacking. I felt it, you couldn't compare it to the end of episode two, which was <laughs> wonderful and exciting. Um, I felt the chemistry at the end. I felt the actors were tired, um, which I thought was a shame because we'd have been waiting many, many episodes for a payoff. And it was lovely and sweet, but I wanted something more exciting. Um, see, I didn't. I didn't mind that. I know. I know that you didn't enjoy it as much. Yes, you could definitely tell that they were tired, and uh, you could definitely tell that they were sort of running out of steam a little bit, which is always the risk, especially when you break the deadlock so so early on in the game. If again, not the the two are even comparable, but if you think about Goblin, they really only get together in episode fifteen, and then there is only one episode left. <laughs> like so, Thirty seconds. <laughs> So, so that's okay. But obviously, the risk of of getting the couple back together, you know, three or four episodes before the end, is that then you sort of have these couple, this couple that is together, and you need to make them do something. Now, I disagree with you in terms of yes, maybe the chemistry wasn't at the level that it was at the beginning. But I like, especially in the second to last episode when they go on that day day long date together. Um, I think that they're very cute, and I actually like how you see, you know, them getting to know each other, and then, you know, getting to to properly date each other, which they really haven't had the chance to do. No, because as Domina says, we nearly had something. Exactly. He was on the edge of something. And the thing is that you rarely see that in dramas. Like, you know, the couple isn't together, and then they get back together, and then, you know, you have the the inevitable time Time jump. Time (laughs) jump. Always have the time jump. Exactly, And, and, and that's it. And obviously that's, you know, that's taking away so much so I, I like that they you know even if they did the inevitable time jump um, they did take some time to show the, the romance and I actually found it's very cute because also you know don't forget that you know when you're in the first flush of a relationship of course there's like crazy chemistry and sexual tension etc but then once that is over you know it, it settles into a nice and sweet romance and I like that they showed that as well so I really didn't take issue with the ending yes you could tell that they were a bit tired yes you could tell that you know that they were kind of running out of ideas but it, it wasn't so bad I, I liked how you thought it was their wedding. Yeah. It, was like, it, was, it reminds me of Clueless, you know, at the end of the yeah. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so you think it's their wedding. And then actually when it's not, it's wonderful. Yeah. It didn't have to be their wedding. Yeah. And I, and I like what she says at the end. Like, I don't know if I'll marry him. I mean, he's he's proposed and she's postponed three times. Uh, so I don't know if I'll marry him. And, and I think that, you know, this is very much not the be all and end all which in K-dramas is actually quite uncommon in, in K-dramas you always have to have someone getting married at the end like the end of the natural end of a relationship in K-drama is marriage not every time but in, often in most K-dramas yeah. the, the, because because it's such a, a sort of patriarchal society in a way and marriage is still very very important and parents still get really upset if kids don't get married in a way that probably in western societies we don't see well, so, no. so I think I think it's quite interesting how like even after all of this, you know, marriage is not the be-all and end-all. The be-all and end-all is them growing together, um, them finding each other and then accepting each other and then accepting that, you know, love doesn't need to be, you know, what you exactly see in films and you can make it up as you go along. All right. Should we leave it there? Yeah. I Thank think. you for listening. Thanks we hope to be listening. back. We hope to say lots and lots and lots more impressions of lots and lots and lots more K-dramas. <laughs> Thank you. And obviously, be patient with us. This was our first run, so any feedback is uh, very much welcome. Um, and ob- obviously, suggestions as well. I mean, Faye and I have been watching uh, dramas for, well, me for two years and Faye for about a year. Mm. Um, so we may not have watched it yet, but we can put stuff on our watch list. Mm. Um, <laughs> Add stuff to our watch list. <laughs> so don't be shy. And uh, in the meantime, ta Bye.